Today we have an exciting story of Rhonda and her son Ashton and how he became such a blessing to their family. But before we start with Ashton, Rhonda, let's let's tell us a little bit about your background, your family background, how you grew up. I I was the oldest of three girls, raised in a conservative Christian home in a rural town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, my mother was a strong pro-life advocate. Focus on the family was a huge staple in our home. And uh, coming from that background, when you became a young adult, what happened to you? First of all, you had you had a little boy, and you had a a, a traumatic situation with with his father. His father died. And then where did you find yourself? So, yes, I did have um, my son, Alex, who him, his father had passed away. And I found myself searching through life for a man to fill me emotionally and I just felt empty and that I needed somebody else to to completely and despite the way I was raised that God was the man that you should look to for all your support and your your love at the end of the day like that he is your your rock and as long as you follow him that he will bring somebody to you if that is his plan and I found myself not following a lot of what I was raised with and going out into the world and looking for a man on my own. So it came about that I got into a relationship with a man and found myself pregnant. So I was kind of uh, stuck in a situation as to what to do. Um, I already had one child, you know, his dad was no longer there, and now I'm debating on keeping this child because it just, he, having this baby would complicate things. Having this child would complicate my life, and I wanted to take the easy way out, which would be an abortion. Um, like I said earlier, um, we were a big pro-life family, and I knew that that was not the way God wanted it. I knew that was the wrong choice, but... I just knew that abortion felt like it was my only option. So so you had a real conflict here between your upbringing and your conservative values. Did the man encourage you to have an abortion? Or well, what was his attitude? Well, he definitely felt that an abortion, he encouraged it. He said that, he doesn't have time for this baby. He doesn't have time for a life like that, that that I was to, you know, he suggested highly that I, I go terminate my pregnancy. And after thinking about my past and how I was already in this situation, having one child alone, it definitely was an option that I was seriously weighing and hearing him say I should have that abortion as well kind of thought I thought well it 
maybe I should have one. So I went and scheduled my appointment to have an abortion. Um, I didn't tell anybody. It was just myself and the birth father that knew about it. And um, yeah, it was definitely a tough choice. I was embarrassed. I never told my parents that I had done it. So yeah, I didn't tell anybody because I just wanted it done and over with and to move on with my life. We, in this society today, we make it really easy for people to go that route, don't we? And I'm so thankful that you can tell us the rest of the story about Ashton. Yes. Um, So I had that appointment scheduled for about a month. And then I, God kept weighing on my heart and was telling me, you know, this this is not just an object that you can throw away. This is this baby is a creation that I created and I formed inside of you. And how can you just throw him away like that? How can you throw this child away? You were not raised like this. And so I canceled my appointment at the abortion clinic. And I didn't tell anybody that I canceled it. I didn't tell the baby's birth father. I didn't tell Ashton's birth father that I canceled it. I couldn't do it. God was telling me that it was not the right choice to make. So a few months later, I gave birth to Ashton. And then he found out, the birth father found out that I had actually given birth to him, and I saw a glimmer of hope once he showed up at my door and was interested in meeting Ashton. And I felt like this was maybe the chance that I had, another chance that I had, that maybe God had brought him back, his birth father, back to me, and we were going to make this right, and I wasn't going to feel abandoned anymore. And... um So his birth father visited for a little bit and then left. And then I found out days later that his birth father had joined the military and was gone. So in a short amount of time, I felt abandoned, then hopeful, then abandoned again. At that point in my life, I wasn't I guess I was questioning lots of things like why did I do this and I mean I had this life sitting there so I did not question giving birth to him but I was kind of questioning what God had in store for me and I know his plan is much bigger than anything that I have and that I think I have and but I just needed to focus on God and realize that he is the he is my my father and I just need to focus on what he wants for me and on him and I feel like if I'm focusing on him that he will direct me and he will guide my path into what I'm supposed to do. And I knew that that was just on my boys, on God and on my boys. And 
Did you have uh, any support from your parents during this time? Actually, yes. I had lots of support from my parents. Obviously, they were not thrilled about the situation and the circumstances, but they were so happy that I made the choice that I had made and welcomed Ashton like every other child that they meet with open arms. And yes, and they were very welcoming. So I was thankful for that because that was like a, a little, uh, another glimmer of hope that I saw that I was not alone, that I did have, have them to, to help me. Yes. Good. I'm glad you had them. That was a, a blessing. So what happened after that? What, you had these two little boys. Here was the situation. You were all alone. Um, feeling like, where am I? What am I doing? What, what happened after that? Well, I feel like since my parents were so helpful and they encouraged me and and I knew that from the beginning they were always um, encouraging with things like that, that I now felt stronger. So I knew that I couldn't sit around and woe is me, this and mm -hmm. that, and that even if for nothing else, for these two boys, that I am what they have, that I had to pick up and move on and mm -hmm. be strong for them. So then I moved out. I found an apartment below my sister, who had been very strong um, in helping me too. And um, I moved in there. And um, yeah, we just started our life um, back there or down there. Mm-hmm. So you, you, did you get a job? Did you, how did you support yourself? Um, I did. I did jobs here and there. And um, I will say that it was definitely a turning point. Not only was it um, that I had got myself together and we had some more stability and I was there um, to support them. But when I stopped looking and started focusing on God, he actually he actually brought my husband to me. So he, you uh, quit looking for men yeah. as your support, and you look to God, and it sounds like God just blessed you. He did. He has made my Christopher is my my husband, Christopher Wagner. Um, and how old were your boys at this time? Alex was three, and Ashton was maybe three or four months. Mm. And so it sounds like God worked, yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> he did. He was. Uh, I think he saw that I was now focusing on on what he wanted me to do, and and when I stopped focusing on me and I paid attention to. To him, then he worked things out. Tell me a little bit about Ashton. Now he's uh, a college kid. Um, he is. He uh, is in college for nursing um, currently. And Ashton is such a blessing to so many people. It's amazing when you have that... that um, 
personality to you that just attracts people to you. He just, he has a heart for hurting people, which is such a blessing to see. Because I think back that this wonderful, loving child that I almost terminated with an abortion, and he is wonderful. He is not afraid to to hug you and to be your best friend when you need it, whether he knows you or not. He is a wonderful big brother, and he's, I mean, I can't tell you one person that does not, that is not drawn to him by his love and emotion, and I don't know if you have not, if you've met him, then you know exactly what Uh (laughs) I mean, but yes, it's very it hurts my heart a lot to know that he is not home, but I am so excited to see the person he is turning into and what a blessing he is going to be, and he is, to the world in, in hospitals or wherever mm-hmm. he ends up touching people at. Tell us about um, about his feelings about... Uh, this whole situation with his life. So, we didn't tell him right away that he was um, adopted, that my husband was not his birth father. And I just remember the day so very clearly. I know Christopher was on a work trip and... I just felt God pulling me to to talk to Ashton about it. And I was like, okay, I have kids here and I need the perfect time to be able to talk to him about it because I didn't want everybody around hearing it. I just wanted it to be Ashton and I discussing it. And like less than 10 minutes later, Ashton walked in and <laughs> sat down and I was like, all right, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> and he sat down and I started talking to him and he saw as soon as I started crying that he knew it was something important. Mm -hmm. So I told him and... And what did you tell him about about him being adopted or how did you... That's what I discussed with him. I said, you know, I've been wanting to tell you this for years, but I did not want to ruin that sweet, wonderful, loving heart and spirit that you have by making you think that you were less than you are. And I told him, I said that, you know, Christopher is not your birth father. Your birth father, unfortunately, signed his rights away and didn't want anything to do with you. And, of course, he's obviously, Ashton was obviously not sure what to say to think or to to act but i do remember very clearly that he started crying ashton started crying and he mm-hmm. said that you mean 
after, uh, after all these years, this family has loved me and cared for me and done all this stuff for me. And they're not, and they're not even my birth family. And he embraced me and we just hugged and cried. So Christopher, your husband, had adopted these boys um, to be his own. Is that what is that what what happened? Yes. When the boys were younger, he had had adopted them both. Um, my older son and um, my older son Alex and Ashton. Mm. I'm so thankful. That I didn't give it to Satan's lies, <laughs> telling me that to take the easy way out, <sighs> because I could not even imagine my life, even considering all that I went through. <sighs> I couldn't imagine not having him, having Ashton. Could you just speak to the girl out there who may be toiling with an abortion because she finds herself in a situation like you did, a conflict between how she was raised and somebody wanting her to get an abortion because of a situation she finds herself in. There's a lot of girls out there. Can you speak to her? Tell her, tell her what... Jesus wants to have say to her right now. As a young girl, I thought that it would be an easy choice to make, that life wouldn't be able to get in the way of my beliefs and my faith and my upbringing. When you're in that situation, that's a different story, isn't it? Yeah. Being put in that situation definitely um, confuses you. Mm -hmm. But I will say that God doesn't do things and allow things because what we think is messed up and that... Satan throws things at us, and I, I guess the only thing I can, the only way I can really sum it up is with Genesis fifty twenty, that it says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive imagine that what satan meant for evil god turns it around and it sounds like he's turned that around for you and for ashton and that is a blessing could, could we just pray for that girl that that is out there and saying oh i have this it she's not even quite sure she wants to call it a baby yet could we just Pray for her right now, Rhonda. 
Father God, we do pray for that girl that's out there now making a choice for life or for destruction, that she would choose life. Give her courage. Give her a, a blessing as, as Ashton has been to Rhonda now and who his family. Thank you, Father, for ministering to her your love and your encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. I hope you were truly blessed. If you want more information about Testify It, please visit us at testifyit.com. That is T-E-S-T-I-F-Y-I-T dot com. Do you have a testimony to share? We would love to hear from you. Just go to testify.com and fill out the testimony form. You can find it at the bottom of any page on the site. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and truly want one, call out to Him today. Decide to give over your life, surrendering it to Him, and choose to follow Him. He has already paid the price for your sins with His death on the cross. He was raised on the third day and will give you everlasting life with Him. You will be born again and he will place his Holy Spirit within you. Until next time, remember you are loved by God and he deeply desires a relationship with you.